0: This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net.
1: Soggy looking monster puppets, a young Freddy Krueger, and a sexually aggressive space worm. We're talking about Galaxy of Terror, and it was horrifying.
2: Welcome to So Horrified, the show where we talk about scary movies that are horrifying for all the wrong reasons. We are your hosts, Sadie. And Matt. And this week we have another special guest with us. We have Ashley from the Studying Scarlet podcast. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> We're excited to have you. Um, so why don't you just give us a little spiel about... Your podcast and everything for our listeners who might not know. Okay, great. Um, So,
3: Studying Scarlet is kind of like two shows in one. So, every other Tuesday, we release an episode that is a true crime case, and generally, we approach things as a deep dive, which means they're longer episodes, but you'll get lots of details in there that other shows would probably clip out. Because we get uncomfortable, we also make a lot of jokes, so I always make sure <laughs> to tell people that we're dark comedy as well, because otherwise, I can't get through without crying because it's really upsetting sometimes i feel that (laughs) yeah i thought that
2: you might because we're like soul sisters we are we are ashley and i have by the way we've already i don't know that i've told you that matt we figured this out yes okay good to know good to know Um,
3: And so the other aspect of our show is that every other Friday, the opposite weeks from the true crime cases, we do fictional crime instead of true crime. And we kind of approach it almost like it's a real story as well. Mm -hmm. But then we like to add in little bits of research that we did on the side, um, interviews, things like that, to kind of bring a little bit more out of the movie or the show, whatever it is we're talking about.
2: Nice. Yeah, we were just listening to um, the Scranton Strangler. Yeah. One. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Although I had to say I got annoyed with Matt because we listened to a little bit of the beginning together, and then he went off to like work or whatever, and listened to most of it by himself. So I come back, and he's in like the last twenty. Mi- I was like, what? What happened? <laughs> you.
1: You have a phone as well. I'm sure they would appreciate the extra l- listener on the on the analytics.
2: <laughs> it was about togetherness, babe. Oh. Okay. That's what it was. Wow. It was the togetherness.
1: So today's movie, Galaxy of Terror, uh, the synopsis is, A rocket ship lands on a hostile terrain where monsters devour unwary space explorers. Edward Albert plays the leader of an Earth-born mission investigating mysterious disappearances in a sci-fi horror tale. Ray Walston and Aaron Moran (laughs) co-star. I mean,
2: the description... Isn't wrong.
1: It, it leaves some stuff out. For it sure
2: makes it sound much more intriguing, right? I would like, based on that premise alone, I'd be like, "Yeah, that sounds like a good movie." <clears throat> not you not what I'd be, Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, and right off the bat, the like when they put the title of the movie up, it goes like.
2: Pew, 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 pew.
1: <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's going to be this kind of movie. Got yes, it. <laughs> it exactly. Took all of 20 seconds to figure out exactly what they were doing
2: here. Well, before we get too deep into it, we should just put out a warning for all our listeners. A little, um, just a trigger warning that there are, we will be discussing uh, rape and sexual assaults because there is a very weird, very just uncomfortable unnecess- uh, and unnecessary. unnecessary in every way. Um, alien rape scene. And so it will be mentioned, but we will approach the topic delicately. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I guess we should start talking about it from that. Yeah. No, the, um. my first, my very first note was killer music ha explanation explanation exclamation point just so
1: your notes knew that you were being sarcastic
2: yeah i had to i had to note that so that if i went back and looked at it i wouldn't be like did i really like the music what was with the music <laughs> i did not really like the music
1: now no, it is very synth heavy
2: yeah absolutely well yeah. and the the special effects too right out the gate like the there was like the Blurry image on the TV screen of the guy. Like you're just thrown into this thing not knowing what's going on. So yeah, there's-like
1: a, a cold open for some yeah, reason.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Um, it's just like there's a guy and he's like screaming or something, and there's another guy, and you see his brain is like partially showing. Yeah, he's being yeah. attacked for sure. Yeah. And then there's like this blurry image across a screen that you have no idea what it is. I don't yeah. understand, but the guy starts screaming about it. And then it cuts to a guy with a glowing red face. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, it does. And that was like somehow not
3: the weirdest thing that had just right? happened. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> And I I just love knowing that there's like a visual effects person somewhere that is very proud of that glowing red head that they right. put on the, the master <laughs> like- as they called him.
2: Right. He was like,
1: and when he finished, he was like, fuck, yes, I got it. This is so good.
2: <laughs> I literally could not stop thinking, oh, my God, this was made after Star Wars and before Alien. Well, no, not no, before Alien, Alien. Before Aliens. You're yeah. right. But right after, not le- like a couple years after Alien. Yeah.
1: Well, and even if you watch the original Alien, like everything in that holds up so much better than this.
2: Right. That's what I mean. Is that like... The original Star Wars movies, there's definitely where you're like, oh, okay. I, I mean, and I get it. They had bigger budgets, but it's still like, I don't know. That, to me, was bananas the whole time I because I'd be watching and I'd be like, oh, these are so bad. Oh, but, you know, it's an <laughs> old movie. I'd be like, no, wait a second. Star Wars had already come out. They'd already done Alien. No excuses, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to even approach talking about the movie, because I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's still so much that I don't understand of what was happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the plot scene, it's kind of straightforward, but it still doesn't really make a ton of sense.
2: Right. Like
1: the It shows this master and then the woman that I guess is like the ruler of some planet. I don't know.
2: No idea but where they're, they're from. They,
1: they yeah, they
2: don't explain up, that. Yeah. yeah,
1: kind of the plot of the whole movie is basically that this ship was downed, and they are sending another crew of people to go rescue them on this planet. But the the master and the lady that he's talking to are treating it like it's some kind of game, and they're playing with this video screen, yeah. and like, aha, I guess I win. And, like, I, d- I didn't understand their role in all of this.
2: I mean, I guess because at the end, the master comes back. But then, yeah, who's the old lady? Why it doesn't go back to the old lady no no she serves like no
3: purpose except right. to give red dot heads someone to talk to for like a red couple of seconds that's yeah the that's, that's that's <laughs> what i called him in my notes for like a really long time i just kept writing red dot head
2: i love it i said red glowy face guy
3: yeah. <laughs> he's
1: like a vhs quality ghost writer.
2: yeah <laughs> oh my god exactly exactly <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what it is. Oh my god!
1: Well, and they after after we meet the master and this lady, they just drop us into the, the rescue ship that's going to go try to find these people. And our it's our main cast,
2: right? But
1: we don't ever really meet any of them. No,
2: we're no, just kind we of don't. on the
1: ship with them, and they already have all these relationships with each other that we don't really know about.
2: And we. Like, I still don't know about. We walk away from the movie, still not really knowing, except we know that um, Mustache Guy is <sighs> with Joni Loves Chachi. Yeah.
1: So I made a little list of the main crew because I kept like forgetting who people were because yeah. there's a pretty good handful of them.
2: Yeah. And I wrote down some of the names. So
1: we have um, Baylon. <laughs> I is- called him Bay. Yeah. <laughs> he is, like, the second in command, kind of, um, and is more or less in charge of the troops, like, when they go out and, and try to search for people. Then there's Cause, who's the mm-hmm. new guy that's scared of everything. Sid Haig, I don't remember his character's name. It was, but- like,
2: Kuhad or Kuhad. <clears throat> yeah, whatever. He was like the that, muscle, yeah, and he
1: throws Sid these Hague? little, like, glass ninja star things. Yes. Um, then you've got Robert England. AKA Freddy Krueger. Right. Yes. Who is like their comms guy (laughs) or whatever. He stays on the ship more often than not. You've got Aaron Moran, Joni from Happy Days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Joni loves Chachi, and she's like a psychic. Or can like feel the energy did of. Did I write things? down the. It
2: was like a psi sensitive, psi is what sensitive, it was. It was. Yeah. She's psi sensitive. To the, I loved it. the subtle
1: it. energies. Oh I was my like, gosh. Oh, so she's she basically
3: like a cheap yeah. version of Deanna Troy from Star Trek Next Generation. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, then they have Mustache Guy, whose character name right. I can't remember, but he's like the leader and he's like a rival. For Balon, they don't like each other, but we don't ever really know why.
2: No, no. we don't. And <laughs> then, I wrote that guy's down name down somewhere, but I now I can't remember. Think it's Cabrin. That's what it was. Okay, Cabrin. Yeah, yeah. I was they like, give a, them
1: all these like sci-fi names instead of just like weird Jenkins names. or whatever. Yeah. Um. Then there's the captain pilot lady who has like a mysterious past. She had a mission go bad in her the past, the Hesperus and lady dro- driven her mad. Yeah, the Hesperus. Then there's other blonde lady whose purpose I couldn't really determine. She's the <laughs> one that we will delve into her scene. We know her depth.
2: purpose. <laughs> yeah, we do. Unfortunately. <laughs> and then
1: there's the old man cook and then there's like the old man commander guy. Yeah. And that's their group.
2: So. That's their motley crew. <laughs> a yeah. ragtag
1: group. I could not for the life of me figure out cause the scared guy, why why is he on this mission? He, he's terrified of everything. He serves no purpose. Right. He's not good at anything. He's not like the medic or something that's just like in over his head. He's just there to be scared
2: and die first. He's red shirt guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's the red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he just gives over to the fear stuff the fastest. <laughs> but- <laughs>
1: well, I love that when we first meet the captain pilot, it's the older commander guy is like sitting in like the command deck. And the commander, the pilot lady, walks in. And she just goes, "Who are you?"
2: <laughs> she <laughs> like, was hilarious. The the I'm not she even said gonna lie. She sounded
1: like John Mulaney. She was <laughs> just like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> she, I don't know. She. I feel like she was on a different movie because she was so like over the top, dramatic, and the way that she would every time they that she or someone else would mention hesperus this mysterious backstory that they never actually fully explain that uh she would do the just cliche thing where she would suddenly stop what she was doing look off into the distance and there would be dark dramatic music yeah and then she'd turn back and the conversation would continue as normal and it was just i was like, waiting what? for one
1: of the other characters to be like do you hear that fucking music every time right?
2: she talks about the Hesperus?" <laughs> very strange oh, well, well, and Ash,
3: you're waiting for a scrubs moment that never
2: happened yeah. right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly well and i don't know if y'all noticed this but so speaking of just the very beginning with the, that lady coming in. So she comes in and is like, who are you or whatever? And then she's just suddenly like, okay, 30 seconds to go. Yeah, we're launching now. <laughs> He's like, but Captain, no one's prepared. And for some reason that made me laugh hysterically. I was like, I don't think anyone is prepared for did this. You, did you see
1: how they got prepared? The blonde lady
2: Wrapped herself wrapped her around Freddy Krueger,
1: Robert England, like a seatbelt.
2: That's what I was going to ask <laughs> if like anyone noticed this. I was like, yes. Why did Robert England have a woman as a seatbelt? She
1: was strapped in, and he couldn't get to his seat in time, <laughs> and so she was just like, "Get over here!"
2: <laughs> just oh my gosh, spider
1: legged around him.
2: I feel like. That definitely should have been a scene where we see him kind of bouncing around. And she's like, Here, I've got you. And Mike says something, and not just that. It, we look over and see her kind of unwrapping I, at the I end. I feel like
1: Robert England came up with that one. He's like, You know what we should do? I'll sit in her lap and she can wrap her whole body around me.
2: <laughs> that poor oh. actress.
1: Yeah, she, she got exploited hard for this
3: movie. Oh, my God, she really did. But, like, it wasn't even just the people that weren't ready. Like, I feel like the supplies weren't strapped right. in right? like they were supposed to be either. Because I remember writing down, like, is there not a way for this ship to take off where all your stuff doesn't get damaged?
1: Right? Yeah. It's just flying off a of shelves. Like,
2: and- why would you start a mission? Like, like, I'm sorry. There are some things that you can just wing it and be like, all right, we're ready to go. I don't think that taking off in a spaceship for, like, a super important mission is one of them. (laughs) I think
1: her decisions and her, like, dead, sunken eyes are supposed to clue you into the fact that she's crazy. (laughs) And has succumbed to, like, space madness before all the rest of them have.
2: Yes. I suppose that's true.
1: (laughs) Was anybody else? I was surprised at how in shape Sid Haig was. Like I've only ever seen him in like the Rob Zombie movies and stuff, and he he looks rough. Not well, and and he's dead now. But you know, he was a large dude always. But like, he's jacked in this movie. Yeah, (laughs) wow, look at you guy.
2: He was, and freaking Robert England looked like seventeen. Oh my my god, he was such a baby. It was like freaking me out, out baby. Oh my, and that's what I kept thinking. I was like, is that what he looked like under all that Freddy Krueger He's got such a nerdy
1: face. (laughs) He looks like a little dork. And like, it's just like, oh, he's like a horror icon in a couple of years.
2: I know. Yeah, just a few years later. And so, yeah, I just.
1: Which, like, good on Wes Craven for being able to see that in him. Right. Because I would not have picked that guy to be my menacing, like scary lead in a horror movie.
2: No, no. I mean, maybe if it was about leprechauns, because he, <laughs> not to be me, he had a bit of a leprechaunish look. He's too tall. <laughs> in his face. Oh, in his so face. He's, to, like, half he's half leprechaun. He's half leprechaun. Yeah, exactly. But, like, he just looks like a little nerdy guy. And I have to say, he. For most of the movie, I felt he was the most relatable, likable character. Everyone else, I was like, I don't know what your thing is. You all seem like you're on a different soap opera.
3: (laughs) I liked him so much. Because he, yeah. it, even when he seemed like he didn't know what was going on, he really did. Because, like, I remember being confused after he gets whacked on the head. Right. That he doesn't seem to realize it's the only other person that could have possibly <laughs> right. done it. Like, that <laughs> only actually only one did dude it. Here with me. Yeah, but then later he's like, I don't trust that guy and I don't want him behind me. And I was like, damn
2: it, that's better. I like you again. <laughs> right, right. Like, mm, there is some sense in you, I suppose. <laughs> that cute little nerdy
3: guy knew what was going on the whole time. <laughs> he
2: did. He did. Well, going back to the actress, oh my gosh, and I can't think of her. It was her character name either. It was like Damala or something like the blonde actress. Yeah, I feel bad. Was- the victim. Yes. Speaking of exploiting her, I don't bring this up in rabbit, the rabbit hole, so it's okay to say now, but I found it in my research. She had been super excited, actually, to read for this part and to get this part because it was for an intelligent, scientist, like capable astronaut woman instead of the roles that she'd been reading for, which had all just been like stupid sex puppets type things (laughs) and i was like oh honey they pulled the old okie
1: doke on her they
2: did and i could see that being like oh i'm gonna be an astronaut like this is really cool like and then finding out that what they had planned yeah
3: oh my god i know you can't see me but i'm face palming so hard right now (laughs) like oh honey i'm so sorry i
2: know (laughs) I know. That's how I felt reading that. I was just like. This
1: is going to be my rocket ship to stardom. I'm baby gonna, it's girl. all, you know, all that bullshit's behind me now that right. i got Galaxy of Terror.
2: Oh. Just.
1: No. <laughs> oh, honey. No.
2: That's exactly how I felt about. Oh, honey. It's no. such a bummer. <laughs> I know. It is. Oh. Tell me, why did they like incinerate all the bodies as soon as they saw them? Incinerate slash it was like melt slash explode slash just
1: disappear. Well, at one point, Joni, uh, the psychic chick, she yeah. tells Balon to like cut that shit out. She's yeah. like, we came here to like investigate, and you're burning all the evidence that we come across. Stop that shit.
0: That's what and I was
2: thinking. He just kept doing it. I was like. Why are you just burning everybody? Like,
1: he said, I saw Alien. There might be eggs inside these people. <laughs> I'm not taking we don't any chances. Know.
2: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Had Alien had that approach, then, you know.
1: Well, okay. Mm-hmm. And I have a question for the both of y'all. Because okay. in reading like the reviews and stuff to get ready for this, and a lot of them focused on the fact that all of these monsters and stuff that they encounter are like representations of their own internal fears mm-hmm. i did not pick that up at all through the whole movie i thought they were just monsters and no. then everything that i read was like yeah it's this psychological like thriller you know like- the
2: master says at the end that that's what these monsters were is okay. that it was each that basically they create their and that's why like like robert england when he's like facing off with himself and he real he's like "'No blood, no guts!' you're in my mind I'm fighting me I I don't know I loved him okay I was like
1: (laughs) yeah you're getting it guy you got it (laughs) you got it keep going
3: (laughs) that scene was my tip off because up until then I hadn't put that together but when I saw that he was like fighting himself I was like oh shit is that really the direction that we've been going this whole time and if so why was like Balon fighting what kind of looked like a weird human? humanoid panther thing i have yeah. so many questions Listen, now
1: I'm, I'm just scared of my sexual panther prowess i that understood I would, <laughs> yeah.
3: that's what it
0: is
2: I'm,
1: I'm worried people will judge me just <laughs> by that that's my greatest fear and <laughs> it, it killed him
2: you served it i caught on early just because i noticed blonde astronaut uh, i feel bad like i just You can just
1: call her Blonde Lady. It's fine. That's all I called her the whole time.
2: I know, but she was an astronaut and she wants to be remembered for more than just. She wasn't a real astronaut, you know. (laughs) know, But I mean, I want the actress to be remembered. She worked hard through pilot school and learned. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, that she, at some point, like when they first started or whatever had said something about being afraid of worms that her biggest fear was worms and because i the reason i remember it is because i remember being like that's a really weird thing for that to be your biggest fear is worms like
1: (laughs) well i guess like a lot of these people's greatest fear was just terrible looking monsters
2: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I still don't get Joni's because, sorry, I only refer to her as Joni. <laughs> um, because her fear that she was referencing seemed to be small spaces. So I thought she was going to get crushed to get death, but just by the tunnel getting smaller and smaller. And as someone who is austro- also claustrophobic, I was very frightened. And when she walked into that tiny little hole because she saw a light or whatever, I was like, no, I'm sorry. People afraid of tiny spaces don't just willingly go into tiny spaces without knowing there's an open end. But then it ended up being the vines that got her. Yeah. And like crushed her. And, and I was like her head. Yeah. It was so gross. <laughs> it was super gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like
1: at that point they were like, we've got like four buckets of fake blood left that we haven't used. <laughs> Do you want to just like get them all out now?
3: We're just going right. to use them all on Junie because right, exactly. <laughs> that was the only one that really was like
2: hard to look at. I feel like yes, it was I felt the same when it started to like break her like leg or whatever. I started squinting my eyes a little. I was like, Oh, this is gross. I don't like the sounds. I don't like the like, ugh, just any okay. of it.
1: Speaking of sounds, when the commander guy, like the older commander guy, gets killed he's like climbing down this tunnel thing because he insists that he has to be the one to do it and these like tentacles come out and start attaching to his chest and it's these like looney tunes ass sound effects of like (laughs) i could not hold it together through that i was like who picked that shit and decided that sounded real and scary (laughs)
2: There yet. Not yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't know, like, I wonder what his fear was because <laughs> It was like... Bad audio? (laughs) It was like a weird leech octopus type creature thing that it's it's like, you know you don't encounter that anywhere
1: else. Even after, like... Being made aware that these creatures were all supposed to be representations of their fears. Like, I was going back and thinking about some of the deaths and trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what their fears were, that they were manifested in such a way. And I couldn't figure half of them out.
2: No. Like, at first, I thought it was just, like, feeding on fear. And, like...
1: That would have made more sense.
2: Right. That's kind of what I thought, too, at first. Right. And then when it was the worm thing, I was like, "Okay, well, that seems rather specific."
1: <laughs> well, and apparently, Sid Haig's greatest fear is being killed by a ninja star thrown by your own disembodied arm.
0: Right? Oh my god! <laughs> <still yeah>. alive. <laughs> right?
2: Because oh
1: he lives by the crystals and he, he dies, dies by, by the crystals.
2: <laughs> 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 oh man! Yes, <laughs> that, yes, it
1: made me think of that. Um, the Cloverfield movie with Chris O'Dowd, where his arm gets cut off and still is alive and running around the ship. He's yes. like, what the fuck are you doing, arm?
2: Except <laughs> that was hilarious yes. because it's Chris O'Dowd. And yes, he kept saying hilarious things about it. <laughs> but, yes. Uh when I as soon as I saw his hand moving, I was like, it's going to throw that fucking star <laughs> right back at him. Right <laughs> like It's going to it's going to go right back. So that,
1: that's got to be in the running for the weirdest, craziest like kill we've had on one of our movies.
2: Yes. His, his own arm
1: with his own special weapon that he like has to have.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, can that-
3: I just say that I still don't understand what kind of fucking weapons made of glass in the okay. first place? They were crystals. <laughs> like, they broke into
2: shards. But yeah, they-, they, shattered they shattered very easily. Right. Like, he called that, like, said it was crystal, or someone said it was crystal. I don't know, because he didn't really talk. But, like. That
1: was his one line, was that he lives by the crystals and dies by the crystals. <laughs>
2: right. Well, and he was right.
3: <laughs> he definitely exactly. died by them. He was accurate
1: because he did not want that gun. He was like, "No gun."
3: Yeah, yeah, but the gun wouldn't have broken into pieces right. and
2: cut your arm off. Yeah, so. I,
1: I don't understand what they were supposed to be made of,
2: and oh, and why was he so attached to them? Like that seems like something that you would need to give us a backstory for. Yeah. That if your character is super duper attached to crystal throwing stars. They
1: seem to have some kind of mythological property to them, but we don't know what the myth is. Right. Exactly.
3: So how are we supposed to appreciate that at
2: all? (laughs) Exactly. That's how I felt with the vast majority of this movie is that I'm like, okay, like the Hesperus thing. I'm like, okay, I appreciate that. It's supposed to be really bad and traumatic for this lady. No fucking clue what it is. No I clue what it we were going to get a,
1: a flashback. Me scene too. Of what the fuck happened on this ship that maybe. drove her nuts and nah,
2: not at all. And I, I kept thought waiting for me- it. Yeah, I thought maybe we'd get more from all the characters about like their fears, like especially when she's like, "I'm so afraid of worms." I'm like, "What would make you so afraid of worms?" Although they really use like maggots and yeah, they <laughs> did apparently that yeah, a this, maggot.
1: This planet has flies because right yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah right but i don't know that's just a weird like snakes that's common spiders is common birds i'm terrified of birds people laugh at me but it's common enough to have an actual term but yeah worms just seems really weird <laughs> they don't <laughs> like,
1: hurt at all they just right they're they don't
2: do anything they just like eat dirt and poop. <laughs> like Yeah, so, that was a weird one.
1: I think it might be time to discuss the scene.
2: The scene. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the scene. I like that everybody knows exactly what we're talking
2: about. Yeah. I'm sticks with you. Yeah. That's that's one thing, all right. Yes, I mean, I have to say, I think Most rape scenes in most movies, especially horror movies, are unnecessary. In fact, I have stopped watching certain horror movies because they get to... And I'm like, okay, stop using that as a horror gimmick. Like, of course, women are afraid of it. It happens to so many of us. Obviously, we're afraid of it. Like, stop traumatizing people by putting it in your movie for no reason. But out of all the ones that I've seen... I think this by far was the most unnecessary. Uh, Yeah. As in, literally cannot, for the life of me, think of what purpose it serves other than being some claim to fame for this movie that people talk about. (laughs) Like, it was so very bizarre. Well, and the fact that, like,
1: all of the, the monsters and stuff in this are all invented...
2: So, like, it
1: could literally be anything that kills this woman. And you went with, like, rape a pillar.
2: (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to laugh at that.
3: Yeah, it's (laughs) probably the most gratuitous rape scene I've ever had the misfortune of sitting through. And that's hard. That's, like, a hard thing to be. But it's definitely up there.
1: Well, and that they made her, like act like she was enjoying it kind of like it parts and it's just the whole thing i just did not feel clean after watching
2: no it was incredibly uncomfortable and distasteful to watch and it was very clear that it wasn't like i guess maybe this is where i feel with the like so unnecessary that it wasn't like even a rape scene like horror movies do that I still don't like but they do it because it's like we know that this is a trauma or this is a fear of yours and so we're going to play it up and and show or you know some films will do it to be like this is how horrible and awful this is this was clearly done in a we want to arouse people yeah obviously a very certain sect of people <laughs>
1: yeah it was definitely done to titillate and that's not yeah no no, thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: Decent people everywhere should be, you know.
3: <laughs> I kind of suspect that the main reason this made it into the script was that it was the only way they could think of to show breasts, um, right? Because everyone else was fully clothed the whole time, and you are on a weird alien planet being attacked, so right. it's yeah. not people like are there are lots of opportunities
1: to go on dates and stuff in the middle of the movie. But yeah, no, it. There, there's got to be a better way.
2: <laughs> I mean, that, what was that, that movie with the, it was supposed to be like the Expendables, but of horror.
1: Oh, Death that, House? Yes,
2: Death House. They, they did it by very randomly having their two main characters, take a, take a who shower? just met, be like, let's just take a shower randomly in the middle of this, like, tour of this facility, um, so that they could show boobs. So, I've seen it done. <laughs> like, makes just about as much sense, but one is a whole lot less disturbing than the other. Yeah,
1: no, it it served no purpose. No. But, so after after that happens, so she's dead. Sid Haig's dead. Cause is dead. Uh, the commander guy's dead. Like, at what point does? Does the group just say, fuck it, and bail on this mission? Like, they just keep... Right. S- like, they keep They send the group on. in there. Somebody or multiple people dies. They come back to the ship and regroup. And then they go back out there and get more people killed. And they do it, like, four times. Like, well, because you think they- at some point they just, there's no one to save, and people are do- dropping like flies. Like, get the fuck out of there.
3: This one they actually did explain, but they did a really shitty job of it. So, the problem is that there's, like, some kind of field that is keeping the ship from being able to take off from the planet.
0: Okay. Yeah, when yeah, they're... not
3: get that. Yeah, when they're, like, having their little regroup session or whatever on the right. ship... And Aluma specifically, that's Joni, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I finally okay. found her name in my notes. <laughs> I knew it was in here somewhere. But she specifically says she is not going to go back out there and doesn't want to, and they need to repair the ship and leave. And Cabrin says, we aren't going to be able to take off anyway. We need to do something about that field. And I guess they determined um, it's coming from that pyramid-looking
2: thing. So, oh, that's, so that's why, why they, they went go back, back in. Yeah. Okay, cuz I was wondering. I must have missed yeah, that explanation I totally because did yeah. Not hear that part, I was like, so. why did they go back to it? Like, what? <laughs> they were just bored?
3: It's a one-line explanation for something that's actually super important. So right. <laughs> yeah I should have done a better job with that because right. if I if I had missed it like We'd still be sitting here going, why did they go back in? (laughs)
1: Why why are they still here? They have a spaceship.
2: (laughs) Like, it kind of feels like this is a movie where they were like, you know what? The, like, special effects and the fear that we're going to invoke from, like, all these scary monsters is going to be enough that we don't really have to have a great script or set in stone, hard, understandable plot um, or character relationships or anything like that because it's just going to be all about these special effects that work good
1: no they were not i feel like the 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 vfx motto for this entire movie just just make it wet whatever we have just drip (laughs) goo on it spray it with water whatever you have to do make it all wet and that'll be scary
2: (laughs) yeah and what was that that creature that gets bay
3: that's what I just kept calling him. The panther thing? The panther thing, yeah. I have no idea what that was supposed to be. I just kept calling it that panther thing. <laughs> See, I felt
2: like its head, maybe... Kinda I felt like its head dog-y. was, yet yeah, almost like demonish, but kind of praying mantis, demon, yeah, like panther mixture. It was very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, and the weird... Structure that apparently wasn't important because they walk in and they see like all those whole whatever and then they just walk right out again. And it's just people just keep dying. I don't think you know what you're doing. I
1: I loved that at one point, uh, (laughs) Joni, we just said her character name and I already forgot it again.
0: Uh, Luma, yeah, yeah, Yeah. okay.
1: She is upset because all these people keep dying and she's she just had her like. Terribly unpassionate kiss with mustache guy. That was like the worst kiss I've ever seen. They do not like each other. She goes, she's like, I hate this place. I hate it. And like, sounds like a kid whose parents took her to like Colonial Williamsburg for vacation. She's really upset about it. (laughs) Like, I just loved her, her teenager act. Like, it was very Joni.
2: You know, what was also very Joni was her jealousy about blonde lady yeah is that and literally all it is, is the blonde lady is talking to mustache guy like they're not even flirting or anything it's like they were talking and then she walks off and like Joni is like the fuck are you doing <laughs> yeah,
1: it's very like of the times that, like, of course, they're on this super important mission where people are dying and stuff. And then, like, one of the few female characters, of course, is, like, hung up on a guy.
2: Right. And yeah.
1: lets that distract her and stuff like that. It's like, I'm I'm pretty sure she probably would have just stayed focused on the chaos that was happening around yeah,
2: her. Yeah, and definitely seemed like, yeah, because even as she was dying, like, you know, she's screaming outside. Like, she seemed very helpless, yeah and how they portrayed but she her
1: psi sensitive yeah
2: <laughs> i've just loved that to okay the subtle energies
0: no. <laughs> that's
2: my favorite that's my new term i think people should start using instead of empath is that you are psi sensitive to subtle energies and as someone who has described herself as an empath before <laughs> i want to start using that
1: I'm sure no one will think that's weird.
2: <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> right? It sounds cooler. Instead of just being like. A bit psychic. Obviously, I'm very, you know, because an empath is like, oh, they're very empathetic and they feel a, like feelings strongly and cry easily. This sounds like I'm somehow related to psychic things and I can have visions and tell the future. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, that I. Just cry a lot into a tub of ice cream. <laughs> well, <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> her her size sensitivity did not save her head from getting smushed.
2: No, and it didn't seem to do anything other than that she could tell if a life force was yeah. around.
1: Well, and then, then Robert England fights himself. Yeah. And we find out that the cook has been like a bad guy the whole time, I guess. Yeah,
2: apparently is the master.
1: Yeah, because he hits him on the back of the head with a pipe.
2: Well, yeah, that was the first clue that he was a bad guy. But then it like he was like nice to the lady and seeming to like try to be like, no, they're not there. It's okay or whatever. So I was like, wait, what is this guy's deal? But then, yeah, he was the master. No, he wasn't the master. He was. I feel like he said something about this is just the body I'm inhabiting. Yeah, but then
1: when he gets killed and tells Mustache, he's like, you're the master now.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was <laughs> weird. I don't know that they knew. Well, and then <laughs> to be honest,
1: before he reveals that, like mustache guy has to fight, um, like the creepy tentacles and the demon dog wolf dragon thing.
2: He's supposed to like fight and, all of them
1: and the rape worm mm-hmm. and like it, it's like the end of a video game when they're just like, this is the level two boss. This was the level seven mm-hmm. boss, and they're back now. <laughs> you have to fight exactly. all of them. Exactly.
2: Yeah, he had to to fight all of the different things, <laughs> and
1: then he defeats. The master slash the old man cook by like shooting like a Care Bear laser out of his belly. Yeah. What was that? What the fuck was that? He didn't have belly lasers for the whole movie. It came
2: out of his belly?
1: Yeah. He like puts his arms out and it just goes like
2: pew pew out
1: of his stomach and (laughs) hits the guy. I
2: definitely did not notice that either. (laughs) I didn't either. (laughs) That's. that's very odd yes that i don't Very much was unless it's like a i've become the master now because i defeated all these so this is my special power so now i'm shooting the old master with my belly power yeah
1: and we would have answers (laughs) to that if the movie didn't just end right like after that he was like he defeats me he's like you're the master now he's like oh and then it's just like credits
2: yes (laughs) i was like are you serious like when it when I heard music going, I was like, that can't, because I was like writing down a note or something. And I was like, well, that's not the end. And I looked, I was like, that's the fricking end. Are you kidding me right now?
3: Because yeah. yeah it's- I'm confused about it, honestly. And also, does either of you know, like what happened to Robert England?
1: No, no. I, was worried, I was wondering the same thing as I was going through my notes. I was like, did he die? Like, I remember him fighting himself, but I don't remember him dying.
3: I don't think he did. But I don't think I did when, either.
1: When mustache guy is talking to the master, he's like, "You killed everybody."
3: Yeah, but exactly.
1: I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Th- remember seeing. Him okay, die.
3: I'm glad now that he, y'all said that. Though he's trapped in
1: the dream dimension because I literally and he's gonna go like, become Freddy Krueger. Now that's what it
2: was. Because <laughs> I literally had the same thought when he goes up there. I was like, Robert England was literally at your side like two minutes ago, and you guys were running up this thing. Now you went through the door and suddenly he's not there and you're like everybody's dead now? What?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that's what I hope it, I was hoping they would go back to and show us and they did not.
1: They did not.
2: But I felt like he defeated these other monsters very easily.
1: Oh yeah, the final fight's like thirty seconds.
2: Right. Like he just like elbows each one and it's like they're dead now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's pulled up the scene now and so I'm gonna Tell you about what happens. Let's see. Oh my God, he does. <laughs> he
1: just shoots little laser beams out of his belly button,
2: and then he turns into a cartoon for a second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like it. a cartoon outline thing. Oh my God! But he does. How did his I hands- not noticed that. Yeah, his hands are clasped in front of yeah, him, he's like holding his belt buckle, and he and shoots <laughs> out all these laser beams straight from his belly. Oh my God what
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's you... a weird way to end a movie
2: what <laughs> how do you just give someone that power in the last 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds of he your movie and not explain it right it's like the care bear stare Yeah, is very much what it looks <laughs> exactly like exactly
1: what it made me think of
2: oh my god I can't believe I didn't notice that the first time that's bananas
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> part of the course on this one
2: right that's fair. And they don't explain what the master does. No. Uh, like, what? Are, what they, is he the master they of? They call him
1: Planet Master Xerxes or something like that. So I guess he rules whatever planet they're from or, or on or something. I don't know.
2: Because, I mean, yeah, if it's like the master of that planet, there doesn't seem to be much on that planet. Yeah, fuck but, this planet. but creepy I'm going little home. fear monsters. <laughs> you, right. You can
1: have this one, master.
2: Like, I don't want anything to do with this planet. <laughs> like,. I'm
3: over it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They didn't explain like much of anything in this movie. And no. I feel like maybe like someone should have told the writers that if they want us to care that they're killing the characters, I have to know who the characters are. Right. Because <laughs> care I really about didn't. The
2: characters. Well, I will tell you, because again, Rabbit Hole dives into a lot of stuff. So there's a l- But there's just so much about this movie. So there's a lot that I had to leave out and i don't mention this but the writers don't really go on to really write anything else <laughs>
1: like I'm not shocked
2: that's I feel a like blessing they did a couple movies or well, whatever know, one but thing that's... that i
1: saw is the guy that played balon mm-hmm. he went on to like write and direct a lot of like cinemax softcore porn movies <laughs> <that> oh snap <laughs> would air like midnight on a saturday night on premium cable channels
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> it was that hair. Yeah. That bay hair.
3: <laughs> See, I would have thought it was mustache. <laughs> right, though?
2: <laughs> For the time period, that was very fitting. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that definitely would seem like something you would go into. <laughs> well, and yeah, I, I also noted. Oh, yeah. So I wrote in my notes here about what we were talking about with the fear stuff. I was like, it was my own fear that attacked me. I said, are they trying to be meta or like philosophical? And that's when I feel like they were really trying to tap into that Star Wars thing of like, they have the Force and Jedis. We have the Master and Belly Rays. (laughs) And like
1: this bug that rapes.
2: Right. And like that they were trying to have some kind of like, I don't know.
1: I don't know what deep they
2: were going meaning for. but yeah, it doesn't come out that it to way be be very
1: all. psychological
2: yeah and it no. just it wasn't no it's not and also it is not a whole galaxy it is one planet and there's not a lot of terror it I mean I guess for each individual person it was terrifying but since they weren't our individual fears i wasn't terrified (laughs) except when Joni went through a couple tunnels like when she went down that first tunnel and she was like it almost got me i was like oh my god i'm gonna have to close my eyes the tunnel's gonna crush her it's my nightmare
1: she slid down that little water slide looking thing and then stopped in the middle yes and then was all like surprised that she got fucking nailed by the next person to come down the slide it
2: no, I'm telling you, got that scene, if that had been when she died, that would have gotten me because I used to have nightmares when I was, I remember specifically having a nightmare where I was a little kid and I was at one of those like DZ discovery zones and I got stuck in like a tube and I was like banging on the side for my dad and he couldn't hear me and no one could hear me. And I was like, I can't breathe in here and it was like getting filled up with like balls from the ball pit kind of thing and so like literally like her sliding down the tube and then it's starting to like close in i was like no no don't you do it movie i can't handle it i was about to look away so and then it was instead, actual
1: terror that you felt
2: just in that one and then it didn't even it wasn't even the thing that killed her
1: <laughs> and then it passed
2: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it did but yeah no that i was like oh i feel for you Tony. I hate it. I don't like small spaces either.
1: Well, I am out of notes for this movie. Mm. Unless you have any more.
2: I was trying to look. I do not. I, I just wrote, wrote, I forgot, I forgot about, about the red, red light face guy. guy. <laughs> Gross. All the monsters are back. Are they trying to be Star Wars-esque? My, my notes are very stream of consciousness. <laughs>
1: just ask yourself <laughs> questions that you know there's no answer to. <laughs>
2: Um, funnily
3: enough, the last thing that I wrote down is also a question I wrote so seriously. What happened to Robert (laughs) England? Right.
1: I really think this is a Freddy Krueger origin story. Maybe it is. I
2: could see it. I could see it. Extra dimension. Yeah.
1: And decides to prey on horny teenagers after that. (laughs)
2: Like, I'll become their worst fear. Yeah. Ah. And he had to go get Johnny Depp. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the movie left me with a lot of, a lot of questions. And I'm glad I wasn't the, like, I mean, literally, like, halfway through the movie, I was like, I feel like I don't know who any of these people are. Are these the same people that have been there the whole movie? Because, like, I don't know any of you. (laughs) Like, because they didn't really introduce us to any of them. No.
3: No no backstory. And we don't really know much about their relationships with each other, except that a couple of them, like, get into arguments that's it
0: <laughs> yeah
1: some of them right. clearly don't like each other for something that happened in the past Joni
2: and mustache guy kiss so we assume they're in some sort of romantic relationship like
1: brother and sister that
2: was the lamest kiss i've ever seen if you're seen. kissing your sisters like, like that we need to children, have a s-
1: okay i was
2: like babe babe no. Not no.
1: 30 like something's just <laughs> like. like <"Mom." laughs>
2: I need to have a talk with your like, sisters if that's what you think is brother's sister like baby kisses. children. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. are
1: <laughs> just a close family. I don't understand why. Oh
2: my god. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Lannister flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no, I guess I'm out of notes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I guess that's it then. I yeah. guess that is. That's where we
3: we end it then. Yeah. Oh my um, god, maybe that's what happened to the movie. They lost the end of the script <laughs> and they were like, it's just over now. Okay. Uh, the script had
1: three more pages, right? And they're like, fuck it, just <laughs> put the credits up. It's fine. Put
3: the credits on, we're
2: finished now. <laughs> yeah we're done i just don't know what to tell you <laughs> no but we're glad that you were able to come on we had a bunch of fun yeah i had a really good time making fun of this awful movie
3: Yay! <laughs> it's what, what we, we do
2: oh yeah. uh, twinsies um would you like to uh plug your show a little bit tell people where they can find you and all that stuff Sure. Um, so we are on
3: pretty much all the major podcast platforms. If you want to give us a listen, if you want to find us on social media, um, we have a Facebook page. You can just search Studying Scarlet. We're on Instagram and our handle is Studying Scarlet Podcast. And we are also on Twitter. Um, And our handle there is at study scarlet pod because Twitter hates me and doesn't give me enough characters. (laughs) 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 Yes. They're bad about that. Yeah, they are. And so we
2: get mistagged a lot and that's okay. (laughs) 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 Um, But yes, people should go check you out for real. Yeah, um, absolutely. Cause Even if they're not into true crime, you've got awesome, like, the fiction ones. And then um, people should be into true crime because it's freaking fascinating. (laughs) It's
1: true and it's crime. (laughs) Right? What's out there happening.
2: Not to enjoy about
3: hearing this. (laughs) I mean, some people get a little freaked out, but if they don't like that, come check us out, because I went down just as bad of a rabbit hole talking about who this Granton Strangler was as I do, like, real cases where I'm like, they put the wrong person in jail, and here's why.
1: <laughs> I've got to tell you, I read a very interesting, like, long piece that somebody put on, like, Reddit of why they thought it was Andy.
3: Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's one that I did see, but it's not a super common theory, so we didn't spend mm-hmm. a lot of time talking about it. I never realized that some people thought it was Gabe Lewis either until we started working.
1: He's like creepy it. enough. <laughs>
3: he is <laughs> super disturbing. He's a skeleton man. Is he
1: physically strong enough to strangle?
0: <laughs>
3: I don't know. It was, I think really all they had was that he's like a weirdo who really loves horror too much. And also that he shows up in Scranton around the time that the crimes start and then oh. they stop after
2: he leaves. But Interesting. Yeah, that's a very, it's a loose case they've got there. <laughs> it's not very it's strong It's not very evidence. good,
3: no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's weird. <laughs> And I don't like him. That's exactly. (laughs) But yeah, I'm going to have to go listen to that episode again since Matt listened to the majority of it without me. (laughs) I'm a bastard. Yes. Yes. You're in the doghouse for that one. He is. You should have seen my face this morning when I was like, wait a second. Have you been listening to this without me? (laughs) Like, what's happening?
1: I'm an adult and I do what I want.
2: (laughs) Anyway. But yes, thank you for coming on. And we'll have to do it again sometime soon because it was fun. And I like hearing your input. Oh, yeah.
3: Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for having me.
2: Yes. A little lighter fare than your normal research and, and discussions, I hope. So.
3: Yeah, definitely a lot lighter because even when we do fiction, I normally care about the characters. <laughs> so. <laughs> That makes this
2: a lot easier. Yes,
3: you don't go through the whole story just being like, I don't know that guy's name. I'm calling him Mustache.
2: The whole movie
3: <laughs> figured his name true. out in the last five minutes. Had to get it from the <laughs> subtitles. Right, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, not usually a strong indicator for your love of something. <laughs> no. <laughs> And now it's time for our segment we call Best and Worst. Best and Worst. Best and Worst. Where <laughs> I have to do it every time. It I'm have sorry. a theme
1: song, so much as a little chant.
2: Yes. Where Matt basically <laughs> it's Matt. We say we, but really it's Matt. Goes We're a team. through the internet. Yeah, but I do rabbit hole, you do. Best yeah. and worst.
1: You are very protective of your rabbit hole. You're like, do not look up any trivia.
2: because you do this. I want to have my own thing. You have your own thing. Fair enough. Okay. But where Matt finds the best reviews and the worst reviews he can find on the internet for the movie we're talking about, which this time happens to be Galaxy of Terror. This has a Rotten Tomato score of 31% and an audience score of 29%. And an IMDb score of 5.0, which is just, seems very high. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people just appreciate that it's bad. Yeah, I think that's what it it is. it's bad.
2: Is that it's like a cult classic. So each week we switch back and forth who gets to read the good reviews and who gets to read the bad reviews. This week I am on good reviews. So our first one is from Zombie Killer on Amazon. I'm going to go ahead and guess that that's a username and not a critic.
1: No, that's his God-given <laughs> certificate name. <laughs> You're
2: such a liar. Okay. Zombie Killer says, this is a masterpiece. Oh, no. Sorry. This is the masterpiece. Forget about the stupid poster cover. It has nothing to do with the movie. Most of the actors are good, solid, be- Is that supposed to be B-level or B-minus level? Because I would read that as a (laughs) B-minus. I'm just saying that they're not B-level, they're B-minus level um, movie actors, not unknowns. Behind the camera are many big-name Hollywood types. They got their start in this movie, and it shows. It looks much better than some A-level horror sci-fi As cheap and simple as this movie is, I think the plot ideas are better than Alien or Star Wars. What? (laughs) What? What? <laughs> Has this person never seen Alien or Star Wars? Well, continue. Okay, I'm He's sorry. In Alien, the monsters are just like biological machines. They kill, eat, and use you to reproduce. They have no thoughts or feelings or purpose, just blind instinct. The monsters in Galaxy of Terror do have a purpose, an amazing one at that. I mean, they're fictitious, but technically. Uh in Star Wars, you can't be a Jedi unless you were born into it. I detest the idea of royalty, that some people are born better than other people. It's a disgusting and hateful idea. Five stars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he has very specific criticisms <laughs> for Alien and Star <laughs> <laughs> Wars that this movie just fixes.
2: Apparently. Apparently. This is a much better one. Our next oh, yes. guy
1: likes it for a very different reason. <clears throat>
2: Oh boy. Uh Kay Patton on Amazon as well. Awesome. The original horror movie depicting the Western take on tentacle porn. <laughs> is that a I don't wanna know. I'm sure that is a thing. I don't wanna know. I don't it's I don't thing. wanna know. <sighs> the movie is best known for the female astronaut rape by a giant maggot. Uh, Watch in horrid fascination as you hear her scream as her spacesuit is stripped from her squirming naked body and she is covered with maggot slime. I'm upset reading this. This (laughs) is upsetting.
1: (laughs) deeply disturbing and I hope this person is on a list.
2: This is very upsetting. See the maggot mount her and her scream become... Pitiful whimpers as the giant larva has his way with her and ultimately kills her. Five stars. Kay Patton. Patton.
1: Seek help.
2: I have. I don't
1: want to kink shame anybody, but that's one that you should probably not have. Wanting to watch people get hurt.
2: Right, like being excited by. Ooh, anyway, Nicholas Phillips. Google review. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what might be my favorite.
2: (laughs) What? What is even happening with these reviews today? Oh my god. So Nicholas Phillips, Google review, he says it was not good. Five stars.
1: (laughs) Exactly what I wanted.
0: (laughs) What? Oh my god!
1: So that gives you an idea of how some of these ratings get inflated.
2: Yes, that gives me a good picture of why the IMDb score must be five out of ten.
1: God. Speaking of IMDb. Yes. Our first negative review comes from IMDb user Michael Pilkington.
2: Oh my god, I love that last name. Pilkington. It's just Carl. It's such a oh, I guess that's why I think of it as such a (laughs) British name. I was like, it's just like someone who needs to be dressed in tweed and like live in a tiny cottage. Perfectly round bald head. Right, have a perfectly round bald head. (laughs) But you know, like live in a little cottage in the English countryside, have a yes, a little garden and and fucking Peter Rabbit would come out and greet this guy, Pilkington. <laughs> I love it. Okay, continue. I'm sold. Steal
1: vegetables. All right. So, Michael Pilkington says, Most video stores should have a special section titled Movies That Suck. This sorry alien ripoff belongs in that particular category. <laughs> this pile of alien excrement has everything that you'd expect from a cheesy sci-fi movie. Bad acting, cheap and repulsive special effects, and lousy script. It even has an obligatory rape scene between a blonde chick and a caterpillar-like creature. No. Yuck! 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 <gasps> not in a. I don't think it means that. It's like yuck! 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 <laughs> 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 or
2: I hope not anyway. I hope not. An obligatory rape, like I mean, I guess it is done in horror a lot.
1: Yes. Um, uh, moving on.
2: <laughs> it shouldn't be, but it is.
1: If there's ever a movie that James Cameron would like to forget that he contributed to, it would most likely be this one. Aaron Moran had no business starring in this trash. <laughs> <laughs> Love for Joni. All right. Uh, our next bad review comes from James O'Ailey. I believe I'm or spell- er, saying that correctly from the sci-fi movie page. James says... The story is jaw-droppingly unoriginal and derivative. The dialogue is awful, the screenplay is inept, the acting terrible, and the makeup effects cheesy. On top of that, the synthesizer soundtrack score seems specifically designed to grate on one's nerves. Mm -hmm. While the costumes and sets may be okay for the cheap budget... They literally use spray-painted McDonald's hamburger carton boxes for the spaceship interiors.
2: Damn it, they're giving away some of my (laughs) trivia bits.
1: (laughs) The fact remains that the designs themselves are shamelessly stolen from the first Alien movie. Galaxy of Terror may be a cult flick, but it's hardly a classic. Plus, the maggot humping the chick scene will make you feel dirty.
2: Well, you decreasing, or what is the word I'm thinking of, like... Knocking down and calling rape humping. Yeah, he was doing more than humping. Upsets me, sir. So.
1: Humping is something that teenagers do after <laughs> like, the winter social. <laughs>
2: and is consensual. All
1: right. But that is it for our uh, good and bad reviews, which means.
2: That's right. We're about to transition into everybody's favorite segment, Sadie's Rabbit Hole. But first, we have to listen to the new music. We <laughs> have
0: to listen.
1: No, we
2: have to. It's so,
1: <laughs> You're making it sound like a chore.
2: What? No, I'm making it sound to. very exciting. I'm like is our building up to, to it. Listen to. to the new music for Sadie's Rabbit Hole, like the new theme song, if you will. And this wonderful new music comes to us from our friend Paul of the duo Rye Paul, as we like to call them, (laughs) from Cold Callers Comedy. If you haven't checked them out, you should because they're really funny and they're super British. Like, (laughs) think about British people and then be like, no, I need to go beyond that. They're not like Hugh Grant British. You know what I mean? Like they're very <laughs> British.
1: <laughs> That's is that one hundred percent British to you? Is Hugh Grant?
2: No, I'm saying they're No, like that. Like watching Hugh Grant on a movie screen, right? Is like they they make it for American audiences. So he's not sitting there using like uber British terms and referring to British things. You know, like it's like Love Island level British. Okay. <laughs> okay. As in, oh, now I feel bad. I feel like they're going to hate me for that. I hope not. (laughs) Everyone loves Love Island, right? So, anyway.
1: It's the height of culture.
2: Right? Yes. Paul uh, composed this little ditty for me, and I'm excited for you guys to hear it because it's awesome. All right, and that was the magical, beautiful, wonderful new Sadie's Rabbit Hole music by Paul <laughs> from Cold Collars Comedy. Woo! Okay. Anyway, so now let's get into it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's <a> weird voice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Leave me be. I like my voices. Okay. So there's actually like an overabundance of things that I could say about this movie. And just, I mean, just even for people who watch the movie or are listening to our commentary of the, you know, you have like Sid Haig and Robert England and.
1: Looking young, both of them.
2: Very young, yes. The lady who goes, I can't think of her name right now, but the lady who goes on to be the mom in uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah. Like, yeah and you know some other people that we've seen and stuff before um but yes as someone else alluded to you see a couple celebrities hopping up behind the scenes too right. what would you say right for
1: I <laughs> knew that it came up in like half of the reviews that I read you get so mad if I do I do, read I, do. Any of it I
2: like surprising you you get annoyed if I read the reviews beforehand so yeah. anyway so if you haven't looked at the IMDB page and don't know what the tagline to this movie is, you should know. It says Alien was the beginning. Hell has just been relocated. Which doesn't make sense because it does not take place in hell. Wait,
1: and they tried to officially like tie themselves oh, to the they- Alien franchise?
2: Absolutely. Was there a
1: lawsuit involved because I feel like the people that made Alien are like, "No, sir." <laughs>
2: No, they absolutely were trying to play off the whole alien thing and make it, I guess, like an extent or whatever. I guess in your tagline, I don't know. I I guess because they don't say alien by such and such. It could just be any alien, technically. Yeah, Which is, no. But (laughs) we all know what they meant. They absolutely, like, that was their whole thing was when the producer started, he's like, when he, like, went to the... Writer, director, Bruce Clark, and um writer, now I forget his first name, but Siegler. It was like, I want to make an alien movie. Make me like an alien right. movie, but on $700,000 instead yeah, of well, a and- few million. All right, so the movie was also originally called Planet of Horrors before they ended up changing that in production, which I thought was funny because when I was coming up with our alternate titles planet of something. I I wanted to say planet of fear originally. I changed it because I found out that I'd yeah. be, you know, I found a better one anyway. Um Ooh. I know I'm excited. Anyway, but I thought that was funny because I was like I almost came up with the exact same thing because they're on one planet the whole time. It's not a galaxy of terror.
1: Yeah, they don't like traverse. It is they, a they planet show up and they never leave.
2: Technically, it's a triangle pyramid-type thing of fear, like, or of horrors or whatever.
1: An ancient alien building of horror. I
2: mean, I guess some stuff still, like, happens on the ship and stuff, but, like, most of it is in there. But anyway, so I thought that was an interesting thing to throw in, just because I almost came up with the exact same name, but it was eventually changed, I guess hoping that it would make audiences like the movie more, but...
1: I'm wondering if that's to tie it more to Star Wars, because Star Wars talks about the galaxy a lot.
2: That could be too, because that's very much like the whole thing that they're wanting to emulate, right? Is Star they're Wars and Alien. Sweet sci-fi money, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it was produced by Roger Corman who has on I am his IMDb page he is credited with having produced 418 movies.
1: Ooh, that's um, porno levels of producing. The
2: vast majority of the movies on his credit I just was scroll I didn't read like descriptions but I was scrolling through looking at the you know posters and their ratings like at least half of them have below five stars and i mean like there were a couple that had 1.9 stars and shit that that i have never seen on a movie that like
1: all very small budgets and yeah right
2: and they almost all have you know a picture of a scantily clad busty lady on the poster too Uh, (laughs) sell them tickets and yet this is the interesting thing and so he's been in a couple of movies or uh, like he's more than a couple, but like he makes little appearances as very small characters. And he's actually been in three Academy Award winning or nominated movies as just small bit parts. And the other thing is he's credited for mentoring, like they call it the, um, Corman School of like this, this, um, way he like mentors slash kind of teaches directors and helps bring them up, such as,
1: Oh, there's a list.
2: Oh, there's a list. Um, Such as uh, Francis Ford Coppola, Ron Howard, Martin Scorsese, and of course, James Cameron, who was the art director on Galaxy of Terror. Yeah. So, yeah. So, James Cameron, a lot of people didn't know, probably going into this, uh, was the art director on Galaxy of Terror. Other funny thing. See if you know this one. If you know it, I'm gonna be so mad. Okay, I'm sorry
1: for knowing things.
2: Bill Paxton was the set dresser.
1: I did not know that.
2: Yeah, Bill Paxton, like baby Bill Paxton. <laughs> in fact, he's uncredited. This is pretty
1: weird science.
2: Like, yeah, like he uh, was the set dresser, which is funny because so this movie came out in 1981. Um, James Cameron directed Terminator. Uh, in 1984, in which Bill Paxton had a very small role, yeah,
1: he was the biker guy.
2: And then in 1986, James Cameron went on to direct the sequel to Alien, yeah. Aliens, with Bill Paxton. So I'm wondering if they like met on the. I mean, well, I would assume the that set. they met on the set because Bill Paxton was trying to be an actor. You know, I'm sure being a set dresser was not his, you know, dream job, and so. James Cameron kind of helped him out after that. And I thought that was kind of cool. I always love seeing like when actors or um, just famous people, you know, people in the biz.
1: (laughs) The business of show. When they
2: meet people and or make friends with people before they're like big and famous. And so they help them.
1: Foster somebody else. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I like that. Too much of the business is like backstabby and just shallow and And awful. So I love seeing things like that. Anyway, getting back to um, Roger Corman, he's also credited with discovering or giving very early roles to such actors as Jack Nicholson, Charles Bronson, Robert De Niro, Sylvester Stallone, and even Sandra Bullock. So, I find it so like it's just a weird thing about him and his career that the vast majority of his movies are low budget, really awful movies that he makes money on, but it's like he makes a little here, a little bit, and like he
1: had to make 400 of them to have 400 of them to amass
2: this big, like, fortune, and yet. He's like extremely influential in Hollywood because of his ties to all these big directors that he mentored and actors that he first hired. Well,
1: that's got to be a good way for somebody wanting to learn to direct or something like that to kind of cut their teeth on this low stakes, low budget, but it's a full movie production, and there's special effects, and there's action scenes and whatever, and so you you get to see how it's done, and then if you actually get a budget, maybe you can go make a good one.
2: Yeah. I mean, it does also beg the question, he's made 418 movies, he's law of, like, averages, with the number of, of directors Yeah, with the number of directors oh, and actors he's yeah. worked with, that yeah, he's gonna come across a few good ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we read like twelve people. <laughs>
2: right, exactly. So the it's actually a maggot in the the movie. It does seem like some kind of wormy caterpillar Just, type thing. Just shift no gears idea. There, hard. It's uh, well, I'm going to tie it in. Okay. So it's a maggot, and they actually named it Maggie. Um, of course. That's what they called it on set. It's a lady. So Roger Corman was that's how it loops back right he was the main person responsible for that being a thing okay um (laughs) he basically like
1: imagine all the phone calls of like get that thing in there
2: like he flat out was quoted as having said said i would like to have one scene where we have a good looking girl and her fear is sex The monster that attacks her should have those characteristics. So he wanted her to have a fear of sex. And so that, I guess, would equal a monster who wants to have sex with her, thus raping her. If
1: you're you're afraid of sex, there's no way to make it scarier than a giant bug monster.
2: Right. And so apparently the, the design of it was that the two writers like it originally was written in the script that the slime monster thing would basically like rip her blouse open and then just eat her it wasn't going to try to like it wasn't going to rape her or anything like that but that won't do exactly that's exactly what happened (laughs) corman came back and was like no he was not
1: being eaten
2: (laughs) he had secured distribution rights with united artists based on the fact that there was going to be like nudity and sex with um the actress a scene like sex scene with the actress um whose name i'm gonna butcher but it was like
1: busty Larue.
2: no like i think it was like taffy (laughs) like it was (laughs) i hope it wasn't it was like t-a-a-f-f-e-e so i feel like that would be taffy (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad that's the bit of fact that gets you.
1: It's just mind blowing to me.
2: So, anyway, he O'Connell, that was her last name. Okay. <laughs> it was, yeah. So, <laughs> shut up. It's so normal. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, yeah, he they basically they came back to him with this in the script and he's like, that's not good enough. I promise this like sex scene. This is what I want. And so the even the design of like the monster creature creature was based on they said that Corman's a big like Freud guy, like he likes Freud. So they thought they were going to go if they had to do it. Because it said it bothered both of them. They didn't want to have a rape scene. What was the point of having, you know, like that just seems ridiculous and awful and gross. And that they were going to, they were like, if he wants this, we're going to make it like the most ridiculous costume over the top of like Freudian making it basically just look like he's just got all these little dildo arms, which is kind of what it looked like, right? I
1: mean, so mission accomplished if that was their goal.
2: Right. So there's more. I didn't think. So much focus was going to be on this one scene, but so much focus is on this one scene because there's so much-
1: I will say- Behind
2: the scenes stuff about it.
1: Almost every single review that I read mentions that scene.
2: That's what made it famous, is that they talk about like how awful- it wasn't how they all hated doing it and everything, but like at the end of the day, like no one would know who this, what this movie was, if it wasn't for that. Because he was, they were like, love it or hate it.
1: <laughs> Roger Corman laughed all the way to the bank on that one. <laughs> <laughs> they all said exactly. I was creepy and weird. <laughs> and here we
2: are, exactly fucking,
1: forty years later, talking yeah, about it. Still
2: talking about it right exactly um that yeah they were like you know it's very polarizing people either think it's i hate (laughs) to even say it think it's cool or exactly either you're k patent or you're normal and think it's gross um but it gets people to talk about it so anyway it's, it's the most infamous scene but like i said the the writers and stuff were so and the director bruce clark was so uncomfortable with it with how it all turned out how they ended up wanting this like it's good to
1: know that somebody was
2: no a lot of them were and bruce clark in fact did not direct that scene he refused he was like i'm just too uncomfortable i can't Cameron do it. it uh no roger corman himself directed it i'm very worried about this man to be honest but like <laughs> it's, only i have the vision to get this right roger corman himself ended up having to direct the scene um supposedly from what i read um because bruce clark was too disturbed to do it there was someone else i can't remember like a sound engineer or something who was like yeah i just looked at it as like something we've just got to get through because he was so set on having this scene and it was uncomfortable for everyone and yeah no i was i was glad to read that there were like people did try to stop this from being a thing but roger corman was just intent like he had sold that they were gonna have a sex scene with her and full nudity like why then wouldn't you have a consensual sex scene
1: that's been done
2: like i guess (laughs)
1: <laughs> you can watch any other movie for that. You can only watch Galaxy of Terror if you want to watch a woman get assaulted by an alien creature with dildo arms.
2: Well, and it was almost worse than what we saw, which is hard to imagine, right?
1: Uh, I would rather not imagine.
2: Yeah, so the original scene that they shot was graphic enough that when they sent it off to get a rating, it earned an x rating. Ooh it included full frontal nudity. Uh, I guess more thrusting from the maggot. We got some. Thrusting. But I guess more. Simulated penetration and close ups on her face screaming.
1: I wish there was a close up on my face right now. Right. Right? Disgusted. uh,
2: Yes, it's disgusting reading all this. Close ups on her face uh, screaming in ecstasy because supposedly the story there doing she
1: starts to like it halfway through
2: she orgasms herself to death oh that's how she dies even in the movie that's technically how she dies i
1: mean yeah she does get effed to death
2: right but it doesn't make you think that like she's
1: they left in a little bit oh
2: they left definitely left in a
1: good pleasurable screams Mixed in with the horrified screams, right?
2: They yes, they actually they cut out a few frames that were only like seconds a piece, and it didn't mess up the like overarching like of the the scene at all but it was just enough that it got them lowered from an x rating to an r rating but yeah reading that that's their thing because i remember just being like okay and so she just dies did she like drown on the slime or something no apparently the way roger corman wanted it is that she gets turned on in the process and orgasms herself to death (laughs) Which, I'm sorry, is exactly how a rapist would view it. But, you know, I just, I'm worried about the guy. Have we, not worried about him. I'm worried about people who have been around him. Are they okay? <laughs> yeah. Are they safe? <laughs> if,
1: if you know him, check in. That just seems
2: know. like a very, a very.
1: specific and odd thing to creepy demand. Creepy thing,
2: and, yeah. yeah, to keep pushing. Even after your writers are like, no, let's not do that. And like, no, no, we're going to have to do it. And then your your director is like, I just am not comfortable with this. I can't direct this. It's fine. I'm going to direct it. It's
1: also weird to me that the distributor was demanding it.
2: Well, After they, they were, heard
1: about it, they were like, that has to be him.
2: Well, they were demanding, like they had, the deal they had made with him is that that actress O'Connell would do, um, they'd have full nudity and a sex scene with her.
1: Oh, but they... They did, They weren't pushing for the. Alien they weren't. Version. No,
2: they weren't pushing for that. Was they
1: wanted her to fuck Balon. <laughs> right?
2: Something like that, because that was their only wording. Guy. Is that it was that? Um, right. Is that it be nudity? Yeah. Like nudity from her and um, a sex, which in itself is kind of creepy enough. Yeah. That because they just, it they just wanted to specified see them this a- actress as needing to do that, but. And now this is like, I say this is rumor because I read it, it was like in the IMDb trivia, but I couldn't find any sources that backed it up. So I don't know that this is true. So take it with a grain of salt. I mean, not all the stuff I said. All that stuff was was true. <laughs> I read it from like at least four I there. No, I mean I read like four different sources yeah. um that all had the same story and then and quote direct quotes from interviews from the director, the writers, even um Corman himself. He does not seem to think it's weird that he really pushed for this rape scene. He's proud of it. <laughs>
1: yikes right
2: exactly yikes but supposedly they were originally going to have kind of a similar creepy thing with Joni. i can't think aaron moran that the vines that were gonna get her were gonna like kind of morph into hand like things and grope her and stuff yeah and they ended up supposedly
1: that's that's where they drew the line
2: right well no not them they didn't she did is that for her it was i mean based on this thing that again i don't have it confirmed but that she renegotiated her contract that instead of having to do that scene she would just do like a much more graphic death hence the like
1: tickets yeah
2: yeah right that was intense and so you already mentioned, well, I mentioned that the budget was around 700000 and that a portion of the set were made with hamburger containers. Now, sources can't agree on what kind of hamburger containers. <laughs> some say just regular old styrofoam. Some say it was McDonald's. Some say Burger King. But, you know.
1: <laughs> that's
2: only that's they a know. Fight
1: that you can only find on the internet
2: right exactly
1: you stupid idiot <laughs> i bet people
2: have been heated about that probably the things people get upset about well and like the characters seem poorly defined throughout the movie because they were written that way apparently they weren't written with a lot of of information as to what their relationships were not shocked how they knew anybody what the background is why (laughs) are they all there together they're all gonna die fuck them they somehow all know each other and have some but like yeah that robert england has said that they basically just made it up themselves That
1: Figure out who you are.
2: Exactly. They were like left to the and So they would decide like, what's the relationship between these characters and like, who's friends with who? And Sid Haig's character appa- apparently had a lot more dialogue in the beginning, but the character he created for was Q-Hod, strong, or what? how do they say it? Q-Hod, whatever he said. Yeah, he was like, I don't think he'd say any of this stuff. And he pushed for the character to be um, mostly mute. And that's why he has one line in the movie. <laughs>
1: and it's a good one
2: yeah (laughs) so um but yeah i thought that was interesting that 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 was something he pushed for that's all i got (laughs) i just sorry i thought i had more in my notebook and then i looked and turned a page and it was blank so i was like oh nope we're at the end
1: (laughs) that does it we've dug to the bottom of the hole
2: yeah we got to the bottom.
1: Should we play the music again to come out of the
2: radio? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. All right. Hit it.
1: So, I guess that means it is time to rate this film. Yeah. Film.
2: Film. Okay. So, rating units. As units, I wrote down suggestions of giant slugs. Okay. uh, Hesperuses.
1: (laughs) Okay. Or terror monsters. Terror monsters. The only one I wrote down was uh, sweaty tentacles. (laughs) Yeah. They were gross.
2: More slimy
1: yeah, um, what was your why do so
2: many of these movies have goo?
1: I mean, it's gross, yeah. I guess what was your second one?
2: Hesperus's. because that's the one that, you know, like
1: <laughs> I like it because it's hard to say
2: Hesperus's. yes, the Hesperus was like the ship that um other lady had been on, like that the captain oh, yeah, or yeah, she yeah, and every time <laughs> they would we do don't like the dramatic, else. yeah. and they'd do like dramatic music, you know, and she'd stare off that one.
1: Hesperuses.
2: Okay, so do you want to go ahead and give your alternate title and your Hesperuses?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I gave it uh, four out of five Hesperuses. Nice. I feel like if they had been given like more budget and better actors, it could have actually been like a regular decent movie, or if they had been given a little bit less, <laughs> then it could have like fully gone five out <laughs> right. of five and been ridiculous. Um, But it was pretty ridiculous as is but it, it at least had like decent actors and stuff in it yeah so it brought it back a little bit for me yeah what was your
2: no i want to hear your alternate title Oh, you want my
1: alternate title we're doing it out of order okay okay mine was um harvey wormstein <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay i like that one <laughs> all right fine okay yeah I like that. All right. So my rating, I said like 4.9, is that I feel like it was very close, like it was very ridiculous and over the top. It did have some good actors and they did, you know, yeah, it could have been a lot better and been an actually decent movie. But it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't quite as as ridiculous as um, Deathbed. Right. Um, that's, in a, the, that's a hard
1: bar to top.
2: It is. That was a really great one. Um, but I, I mean, I still found it mostly entertaining in the laughing at it for being ridiculous yeah. thing. Like I did especially do. Especially the monsters. Yes. Yes. Especially the monsters. I did do a lot of laughing, but yeah, it just wasn't as much as Deathbed. My alternate title. Okay, you look very proud. Yeah, but I now I'm good. worried because yeah, I'm worried you're not gonna like it. A world of your imagination.
1: <laughs> what?
2: Like the Willy, like Wonka, Willy Wonka song? <laughs> yes. Why? Because it's on a it's a world, so like a planet or whatever, and it's their imagination because it's their own okay. fears. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also had the thought that this planet where this happens is where they go through on the boat in Willy Wonka. Like they when they're continuing to go and there's like the scary, creepy part that <laughs> this. this is what they're going through is the fear stuff. <laughs>
1: the rape worm back there.
2: <laughs> well, not because all the monsters are based on fear. So they'd all be tailored to whoever, you know. <laughs> Whatever
1: the Oompa Loompas are afraid of. Or, the people or whoever's on the boat. There. Yeah.
2: I was really proud of this and you are not reacting to it the way I want you to. You are being a D hole about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't great. like it's your like, it's snarky criticism.
1: The funniest thing I've ever heard.
2: Shut up, you went too far. You could have corrected it and I would have believed you somewhat and then you went There's too no far.
0: Fun
2: in that. <laughs> Your fun is hurting me, is that what you're telling me? I
1: mean, playfully. So that will almost wrap things up for Galaxy of Terror. Thanks again to Ashley from Studying Scarlet for being such an amazing guest.
2: Yes, it was awesome having her.
1: But before we fully put this movie behind us, uh, we have a little preview of something that will become a regular feature of this show.
2: Well, and it'll become like its own special episode. Right, Uh, A shorter episode coming out in between each of our regular full-length episodes. Yeah, and well, we're about to do it now, which will (laughs) give you a taste for it. But it will feature our Soho's comments and thoughts and jokes and things based on the image of the movie poster that normally it will be the movie poster we are about to watch. This time it is the one we just watched. So it's wrong answers only. We'll put up a picture on our Twitter and our Facebook of a poster of the movie. And you guys give us your quips, your funny comments, your subtitles. The movie
1: would be about
2: or what you think the the movie would be about based on the poster. But I say you can also do those other things because you might really know what it's about and might not be able to escape having that in your head (laughs) yeah so any of those things and so our first one going over the ones for galaxy of terror and if you haven't seen the poster it is it says you know galaxy of terror um and then it's got two creepy alien things that aren't even in the movie and i'm guessing it's supposed to be like blonde doctor or blonde astronaut but also not dressed like from the movie she's no. wearing. she looks like she's wearing like
1: her clothes have been ripped severely right the poster the like hand-painted very 1970s looking poster
2: right so our friends at four nerds by nerds said galaxy of compassion and good moral fiber and the dialogue he's got dialogue boxes over each of the two aliens once um one says, oh, Philip, look at that poor thing passed out. The other says, let's call her a cab. There's lots of creeps out here. <laughs> Taking the exact opposite turn of the movie. That is
1: not what the aliens in this movie had in mind.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, Infectious Groove Podcast says, is the subtitle what to expect in the fall of 2020?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Apocalypse in Review Podcast says, I would describe this movie as what if Starship Troopers and Shape of Water had a really creepy baby.
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't think anybody was in love in this one.
2: (laughs) Mikey Claims says, what Flotus discovered in the bedroom. (laughs) Oh,
1: no. (laughs) This monster is in much better shape.
2: chase english funny story used to be a student of mine a long time ago says the story that inspired a young ridley scott to make alien <laughs> oddly enough a little backwards but yeah. did perhaps inspire young james cameron cameron yeah to to move on with the alien franchise nerd roamer says hell has just been relocated because that was also on the poster and Satan is kissing his security deposit. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He tore the carpet up in this place.
2: (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Those are some good ones. So yeah, every week before we like a few days before we record, we'll uh, post a picture of the comment. I mean, of the poster asking for wrong answers only to describe the movie, or give us a subtitle or whatever, and give us your comments and we'll read them yeah during the episode. And
1: then we'll tell you what the movie is actually about and we'll play the clip from it. And I have plans to have our daughter try to guess as well. I think it would be funny to have her see these posters and try to figure out what the movies are about.
2: Depending on how appropriate said poster nope, is. All of them. Or oh not. my God.
1: <laughs> she, oh my God. She's got to grow up fast. It's 2020. The apocalypse is right around the corner. <laughs>
2: The exact reason you shouldn't be. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So that's it for wrong answers only. Yeah. Oh, so that does it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed and had a lot of fun. We sure did.
1: Yeah. Make sure you check our Twitter and other social medias and tune in to the bonus episode to find out what next week's movie is. Yes. As As a hint, October is coming up. So that might have something to do with it.
2: That might. And if you're already following our Twitter, then you should know what yeah. we're doing <laughs> coming up because um, we did a poll for it. So follow us on Twitter and um, Facebook and stuff, but also leave us comments. We love to. Um, well, I love to interact with you guys. Um, <laughs> I'm a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if you leave us good comments, we... um like to read them on the air sometimes you know on the air whatever on the podcast sometimes but especially for this upcoming segment and give us your suggestions as well for what movies we like and if you like what we're doing then don't forget to rate us subscribe
1: yeah the ratings and the review all that stuff um yeah all of that
0: This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net.